Welcome to What Are You Bringing the Table? This is your girl Sylvia, she, her, and hers. What up? It's Tori, she, her, and hers. And we're here for episode 31 of season two. I think it's 31. I don't know. Anyway. Don't ask me. Don't ask me. Because, you know, I don't keep count. I'm like Trump. I lose count after two. <laughs> Counting doesn't matter. Um, no. We are. Plenty of numbers. There's plenty of numbers out there. We're in those There's numbers. Plenty. There's plenty of episodes. Um, I'm excited to have a very special guest on the podcast today. Someone, um, someone that I know and love dearly. Um, I'm going to let her introduce herself. Go ahead. Hi, I'm Ashley. She, her, and hers. And, and oh, I'm excited to be here. Okay. Um, and we brought Ashley here today because she's going to talk to us about the census. Did you do your census? Did you, were you counted? Um, I don't think I know personally, I had really no idea about the intricacies of the census of census taking other than Hannibal Lecter census. Um, when he ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti, you know, I had to do that. You know, I had to do that. Um, had to be done. it had to be done. Come on. That's my favorite movie. Of course it's going to be done. Um, but in talking with Ashley about it, it, opened my eyes um there was very i think there's very little news coverage about it because of all the other fucking shenanigans going on with you know trump having covid supposedly and uh you know racial injustice and pandemia and um all the things so i don't think a lot of people really paid attention to the census some people just did it they just got their little thing in the mail and they turned it in uh some people got online and did it um that's what i finally did i just finally got online and did it um, nobody ever came to my, uh, apartment, but I found out, and Ashley's going to go into more of this, that that probably wasn't a necessity, um, in counting people. Of them come, of them coming to you? Yeah, coming to me. Cause I figured, that well, eventually someone will come around and knock on my door, you know? And then. Oh, so you did it so that somebody can come and knock at your door. Well, no, I didn't, I didn't really want them. I didn't mind. want them to come knock on my door, but I figured, well, if I don't get around to it, someone will eventually come on knock on my door. But oh, okay. uh, what I learned um, that that not necessarily the case when you live in an apartment complex. So um, oh. let's just get into it. Let's get into it. Ashley, um, I guess just start with first off, like what made you decide to do censusing as a, a job? Like what what were you like? Oh, hey, yeah, I'll do this. Tell us a little bit about and why. I got you a chose question, that. too. Oh, okay. Is this a temp job or is this a like, I mean, are you hired like for uh, prepping for the next census? Like, how, how is this? How does no, this I'm job I'm not work? even actually um, employed anymore by the census. I was temporarily employed and I um, handed in all my equipment and um, unsigned my paperwork last week. So, oh, um, 
I was originally, well, my first census, I did the census in 2010 as well. And really? Mm-hmm. So you're and, a repeat customer. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I just find that the the sociological information, the information about what society is doing fascinates me. So getting behind the scenes and finding out how we know that. Um, and also, I find that the marketing the census does for employment was more... Um, more more noticeable than in the advertising they did for the actual census itself. Um, Whoa! I think it was like... So are you like on a... um, Like, so for the next census, what is that? Every four years we do census or is it every six years? What what is it? Every 10 years. Every 10. So are you on the list so they can call you, hey, Ashley, we're ready. So you always have to apply. Yep, every 10 years you have to apply. And it's... um, supposedly a very random process and and some in a lot of ways it is um it's whoever answers the phone call on the day that they're making phone calls um the positions usually get filled pretty quickly because the list of applicants is long and so um 10 years ago um my husband and I both applied and he missed a phone call about five minutes before I got my phone call and I accepted and then when he called back shortly after my phone call, the positions were already filled. Like he, he wow. wasn't able to um, participate. So um, it's random in that if you answer the phone call, you answer the phone call. Um, it's also not random in that there's obvious uh, despair. Dis- uh, I lost track of my words. Uh, it's not random. You said it's yeah. not random because... Oh, I just think it's really obvious. There's an obvious um, age and race bracket of people who get certain positions, uh, the oh. supervisory positions. Um, both in my in both of my rounds of censusing were middle-aged white people, um, and that wasn't necessarily the case of uh, representing everybody who was participating, even in our little small-town cohorts of people who were participating. Mm. Interesting. So so you applied in 2010. Why? Like, what was it? I get to, I mean, what was it about applying? Um, I think I was unemployed um, at the time. And so I was just looking for jobs and it was something that was interesting and paid well. And um, I got to, at that time, be in a a position that was between a supervisor and an enumerator who is somebody who goes door to door. And I organized uh, who would work where most efficiently um, because of where you lived or where you had access to transportation to get to. Um, And so that was fun. And so this time when it came around and um, uh, I have traditionally taught preschool and we had plenty of time off from that because of COVID. So (laughs) um, I applied just to see what would happen at the time available and I enjoyed doing it last time um, and I found out that this time around that position was filled by an iPhone what? Uh, and a computer software system <laughs> so they this year this time around there's supervisors who are responsible for the team of enumerators but the organization of where you'll work and assigning cases and um uh, uh 
managing start times and things like that. That was all done by software this time. And we, wow. um, instead of taking census by pen and paper uh, this year, we, we entered everything on iPhones as we went around. See, machines wow. are taking over. The robots are taking wow. over. Well, and wasn't <laughs> this about creating jobs too? I mean, what was this part of the uh, Trump plan? We're creating jobs. Let's uh, give jobs I, away to I technology. No, I think we were headed that way anyways. Like 10 years okay. ago, they did a pilot program uh, where some of the people who enumerated did use technology. It was just a very limited number of people 10 years ago, whereas this this time around, everybody, the standard, standard practice was to have technology with you. So then um, what do you, like, what did you do this this round of census? Like, what was your job? So I was an enumerator this round, and uh you got a list of uh, cases every day of people who hadn't responded yet. Actually, not people, addresses who we hadn't heard from yet. And um, you would go to that address and attempt to collect whatever information uh, they would provide. There was a script, real strict script to stick to, to make sure that you ask the questions completely and accurately every time. And... Um, so you go up to a house, ding dong, ding dong. They open up, and you're like, "Hi, I'm, you know, hi, my name's Ashley. The Census Bureau today. Uh, okay. Uh, I have a brief interview. I think it'll take about ten minutes. Um, <laughs> I would frequently slip in. It never takes me more than three or four because nobody would agree to to stand there for ten minutes. For the, I was about to say that. I was like, I got things to do. Give me <laughs> ten minutes. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. I mean, I gotta be for real, especially considering I can't stand the orange buffoon anyway. So I probably would have given maybe a minute. I would like do your spiel for a minute. Yep. So yep. then you start asking the questions and then you're entering, do you enter their data right away into the iPhone and? Yeah, and so as uh, as you answer each question, the answer gets entered and then you can move on to the next question. Um, so. It was a little cumbersome in that I can talk a lot faster than I can enter into the system. And yeah. so I had to really slow down the natural pace of conversation to be able to enter okay. each information. But I got a rhythm. So let's <laughs> talk there, about um, so what the question room first. Oh, go ahead. So some of the the questions, oh, gonna... like what are the what's the data that's collected in the census? Because I thought that there would be a lot more demographic data collected than what they actually collected about me. Um, so, and I I remember you know some news stories coming out around you know the argument of who would, what which type of demographic would be counted, which type of demographic wouldn't be counted, um, and and kind of what that represents in regard to. If you're not if you're not counting this specific um, demographic, what does that mean? Like on a national scale, on representation scale, on you know funding scale, that kind of thing. So just take us through what were the categories that were uh, listed or that you would. Um, you you said you mentioned earlier like you had to say the number of people in your house like that is like the base the basic like you have to give that, but then the rest is optional, right? It's not optional and uh, it's not intended to be optional. Um, however, when someone comes to your door to complete the interview, there's not much 
that we can do besides keep coming right. and we'll stop coming once we know how many people live there. Yeah. Okay. So once you provided really? that number, we stopped attempting to get an, an interview. Um, so I can say, Shinga la madre five. And you'd write that down. Mm-hmm. And that's it. You're not coming to my house anymore. Right. Even though there are three living there or 10. Well, yeah, I have no way of verifying. I can only assume you're being honest. Wow. Well, I mean, okay. It's the same thing as if I was like what I did on the computer. You know, you don't, you, nobody really knows how did many you is lie on your me, census but, okay. and the computer. Isn't it isn't it a crime to lie on the census? I think it might be. We might have to cut that out. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) So they gonna know? They have your name and address. I don't think that they can. (laughs) But they don't know how many. You know, they don't know. I'm just they know. They know everything. Big huge ocean. They know everything. (gasps) They know. They know it all. They know. Big brother's watching me. Somewhere, somehow. They know. Ah, oh, shit. All right, hold on. We're going to stop. And uh, we got some frozen Zoom. Okay. We hopefully got our connection figured out. Um, there was a brief break in the conversation. We were talking about um, what we'd asked initially was what... Or I'd ask, what uh, things do they? What do the, What are the demographics that they're you, counting? They're counting in the census. So on the uh, online, mail-in, and in-person questionnaire. Also, sometimes if we had an accurate phone number, we would do a phone interview. Also, so and those four ways you were asked your name, your age, or birth date if you were willing to provide it. Your gender, your relationship to the person who owned or rented your home. Was, okay, now was there a box for, say, if I said, oh, I'm binary. Or non-binary? No. So you, oh, go ahead. We were only given male and female as gender options. Not even transgender. just okay i'm hoping you See, have some stories that, in that area there, there we got an issue that that's yeah. one of my that's issue number one for me you have a whole section of people who are not counted in our census that you don't count well they were they're, counted their gen they were counted their gender they, just wasn't represented accurately so they could say so did right, you have like they could say gender so if i was transgender uh female i could say female even if my birth, yeah, okay. So they could, they could, but, but it didn't say like transgender female, transgender male. Like sometimes when you're right. filling out a form, it'll ask gender, and it'll include male, female, like, non-gender, or birth, non-binary. Gender. Sometimes gender be like at birth, birth gender. yeah. So, it, so you could self-identify as the gender that you identify with, but it didn't Absolutely. indicate and transgender. Correct. Okay. And the enumerator, uh, we're. It was reiterated over and over again that we had to stick to the script and we had to ask every question and not make assumptions. So everything was by self-report. Okay. Um, oh, okay. Okay. So. Okay. Well, that makes me feel a little yeah. bit better. It's all questions. That, that yeah. makes me feel except a little for, better. Except for those that are binary. Non-binary. I mean, non-binary. Yeah, non-binary. Yeah, that's sorry. true. Yeah. 
Yeah. For them, what would you do for them? Like, they're like, I don't identify. Uh, we also have the option to enter, I don't know. Oh, okay. And so okay. I don't know that I ever had to take advantage of, I don't know for gender, uh, but that would have been what I would have done. Okay. Yeah. There was also refused as an option. Okay. Um, um, that could have been used if. And then if you guys just don't, and then it's not like you guys were told, hey, just put what you see. It, if they oh, look no. like a male chick. So if they refuse, then you're putting refuse. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Oh, okay. 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 Uh, I, data, I like that. I feel data a little bit stewardship better. is very important to the census. And uh, part of data stewardship is um, collecting accurate data, which would mean not making assumptions and not um, letting our own personal bias affect the data that we collect. So that's good because you know I, I coming out of what it was happening in this fiasco of an administration it makes me feel good that we still seem to have people that are interested in stats data collecting appropriate data collecting um and doing it the right way so so far i'm loving it okay so we got me gender too. i was yeah. age um and birth date if you want it um and then what's next and then we would ask you to estimate the age if you didn't know the birth date. If you uh, were reporting about someone in your house and you didn't know their birth date to, to get as close. And the reason that that was important was because of the different kinds of funding that are attached to the dollar or to the data. Um, we needed to know if there was a higher aging population or a higher uh, population in need of education service dollars. Um, and so that was why. There was a less factual option. Like, I don't know your birth date, but they're in their 30s yeah. or they're probably five. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So age. Um, Hispanic, Latino, or Spanish origin. Yes or okay. no question. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they want, they want to keep tabs on us. That's for sure. I think it's in there because the next question is race and those three aren't included right mm -hmm. yeah it's an ethnicity and then race so we would go under white i think i had to say i was yep. white yep yeah. yeah which uh, i have a problem with right or that's what i'm saying a lot of people opted to enter other and then go ahead and just write in whatever was appropriate okay right. so okay it wasn't an officially available <laughs> bubble to fill in, but it what you could write whatever was appropriate for you. In so, what if somebody had? And I'm just joking here, but I just want to know, like, would it? Like, does this data collecting does it trigger anything? So, if I were to say I'm from Zoltar, you know, something like that, would it trigger like somebody going, "Come on, give me the right info"? Or you, as a data collector, you're saying. Zoltar <laughs> believes alien. Well, I mean, what? I mean, you know what I'm saying? I, might, I just, if I caught on, right? Yeah. I might joke back with you and try okay. and get some good data because okay. I'm in it for the data. Right. Um, some people might not have been as invested in that and they might have accepted that first time face value. Okay. If you wrote it in on the internet, there was no. Yeah. Nobody's no going to check your. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, All right. But there is now that uh, non-response follow-up, NARFU, is completed. There's a quality NARFU. control um, 
process that happens now where they go through and uh, validate the information. So it could potentially flag that to say, hey, we need we need more info on this one. Right. Oh, okay. I don't know. I've never participated in that process, so I don't I don't know what that looks like, but there's potential that it might. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So far, so far. Okay. Good. So we got uh, ethnicity, race. Um, what else? And then only uh, the last question was: Does anyone ever live at any other addresses throughout the year? Oh. Um, like, do you stay somewhere else for, to be with a parent part time? Um, are you incarcerated part time? Do you have a seasonal or second address? Um, okay. And you incarcerated part time. Is that one of the answers? Yes. Like if you were incarcerated or that that's some of the things you say to say, you know. It's a list of suggestions of why someone else Are you about to serve? Are you about to serve six months? I'm about to commit a crime so I might be <laughs> this coming up or my probation's about to be revoked and I'm going to have to do six months. So, I'll be at <laughs> Oregon State Penitentiary for the next 6 months. Catch me over there. Yeah. <laughs> Which actually makes me do? Do they count? They count the prison prison population, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. The, um, this was a really interesting year to census because it's 2020. Um, usually, dorm students are counted in their dorms. Oh yeah. People who are incarcerated are in, are counted uh, wherever they're housed. So we count everyone on uh, April 1st, mm-hmm. wherever you stayed on April 1st. Okay. As long as that was your residents and not you weren't at a slumber party (laughs) Um, um, that's where you get counted and so anybody who was incarcerated on april 1st was counted at the institution they were living at any 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 type of institutional living okay and then they collect those other questions like you said age race all of that they collect but obviously i'm assuming not by prisoners so the prisoner isn't coming and saying oh yeah i'm joe and my race is white and i'm 32 years old are they asked directly or do you know i believe that they um it's a different operation that's the group quarters operation um and i didn't participate in that but i believe that they collected the information from man the administration yeah Yeah, they probably just turned in you know their their prison their inmate uh list right because they got to keep all that information anyway um for their population so yeah they probably now here's the other thing is there any confidentiality with this data that you guys collect like you know ultimate confidentiality yeah tell us about that yeah, yeah tell us about that so before anything, you swear an oath. Before they, before you're employed with the census, you have to swear an oath mm-hmm. to protect the information, to not uh, intend to do harm with or to the information. You can't be um, attempting to collect bad information. You can't be... Um, you can't have a grudge against census and... That's right. You know, skew. Um, and you have to work to protect the nation against anyone who would intend to do those harms. Whoa. Girl, that means you're getting it. What is that? AR-13? I always get it AR-15? <laughs> yeah, AR-15. Protect that data. Part, part of the data militia? And 
Yeah. <laughs> there is um, a fine. You could, we could be fined if we uh, violate our oath of confidentiality. Wow. And it's, well, like a, it's like actively an opposite mandatory reporter. If anybody's <laughs> been a mandatory reporter, yes, it's the exact opposite, opposite. of that. You don't tell anybody anything. Wow. So you, that's an interesting it. question. Like, so if you were, if you were out enumerating is that what you call it counting Mm -hmm. you're out counting and you saw something that typically you would say would be a mandatory report because like you said you used to work in preschools yeah so so by by nature makes you a mandatory uh reporter (gasps) if you were to see something in the living room (laughs) somebody chained up in the living room (laughs) like did they say like if you saw something you got like you can't even report it what? Nope. Oh, holy M- shit. shit. What you. <laughs> what Dude, happens in the census stays in the discovered. census. If you wanted to report something and not be fined and held, uh, I think I think there might be some criminal liability as well, not, as well as a fine. Uh, but I don't know what it is. Ooh. You would have to quit your position and then re-witness whatever you wanted to report. <laughs> what? Freeze. Freeze everybody. Get O-M-J. the fuck out of here. Wow. Whatever um, is whatever information is collected while you're working for the census is protected. Unbelievable. So- Unbelievable. Including murder. Wow. That is cray well, cray. I mean, All right. It's good imagine, information. I like to know that. I imagine that uh, at some point some good Samaritan law would also protect a well, reporter. I think, and, yeah. But I think the fine wow. is like $5,000, maybe $10,000. So okay, if here's it's like, here's the if it's like a murder or ten thousand dollars, I'll probably take the ticket. Right, because you would hope that <laughs> fight it and fight it. Right, your defense attorney would be like, "Your Honor, um, have you seen the movie Saw? That's pretty much what's going on in that house." So yeah, Ashley broke her breach of confidentiality to report it to the police. <laughs> now here's and a if question: you're, If I was assaulted, I was allowed to report for myself oh, okay well that's oh, good okay Oof. well what happens but... if you come up missing <laughs> i'm just saying just throwing it out there the last like person hannibal lecter so hannibal lecter answers know? the door <laughs> and they're like yeah i well, mean do they give the info to the police the last person that they that you spoke to i mean i bet they would but i don't know what the official position would be they had it they had the info i had an iphone actually has to think about that yeah you would hope so secure like you would i like i would be like oh yeah hell they'd be coming for me you're out there getting chopped up and you're thinking ain't nobody coming for me (laughs) there is (laughs) (sighs) you have your personal phone so even if they wouldn't use the census phone information to find where I was last you could yeah. it could have tracked my personal phone oh yeah but you couldn't call 911 I'm a census worker in my <laughs> here at so-and-so's house yeah, yeah because I was once it's an assault on me I can oh okay I yeah, have yeah. to do whatever I 
have to do oh, whatever yeah, I have okay. to do. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay, so we got yeah. okay. what they're going to do. The dark I know. We're, we're, we're into the situation. We're into fictitious <laughs> murders. Um, actually, de <laughs> escalation, that brings me to my next question. So, um, what type of tips, training, do you, do, do you guys, do, do you all get any training around like how to handle a hostile person at the door? How to de escalate someone? Like, what? What training did you get? I mean, because you're literally going to just random people's mm -hmm. houses that you've never been to and asking them like questions about who they are. Um, so what kind of what kind of training did you get? Um, it was a very basic cookie cutter training. It was easy to follow and in most cases should have kept instances to a minimum um, having more experience in communicating with all different kinds of people I felt like it didn't do enumerators very much service mm -hmm. in preparing them for the outlier situations yeah um, a lot of people were surprised by a lot of behaviors they encountered <laughs> and, <laughs> really um, what were some and, of the behaviors that surprised people that you're like okay yeah whatever well, like arriving at the door in all states of dress and undress. Oh, okay. And Did people see nakedness? Well, I did. I don't know about anybody else. What? Oh, okay. okay you got to share the tea okay, with the tea on that. Uh, I met one gentleman who uh, arrived at the door in his skivvies. Was he at least hottie or? Not, he was not my type. Was not my type. Mm, that leaves it very open. Or anybody's generation. <laughs> oh, okay. And he was in his chonies, just his chonies. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Were they tidy speedos? Oh. Tidy whities. And he comes to the door. Is he not like, hey, yeah? Well, I mean, you're like you're interrupting people in their life. Like he's just living his life. But you don't come to the damn it door so undressed. Hot. It was hot. It was hot. It was hot. Girl, it was so what if he hot. did? He offer you to come in and get some lemonade? No. Oh my gosh! I would have been like, I'm coming right back. Or did you <laughs> ask the questions? Did you have to pretend like nothing was going on? Yeah, I just got through it. He also, Ugh. like, he may have had, like, some mobility issues. So, like, it might have been, like, oh. put on the pants or answer the door. And yeah. I was thankful that he answered the door. Yeah. Well, how about a robe? Something. Do they still so make those? That's how I avoided my full nudity interview. Was, what? Uh, the person uh, pulled a sheet over themselves to... Oh. Answer to the door? Have... A conversation with me yeah oh huh, okay how come people just don't say i'm not home i mean are you guys out there ding a ding a ding a ding a ding i mean one time a day one time a day and then just every 48 hours after that <laughs> i mean but nobody knows you the census for all they know it's you're some salesman or a jehovah witness well, a lot of people would just look right out the window make eye contact and then yeah. continue to not answer well, but not I the naked it, one. Like, I, I clearly, no. the naked Value one was looking. <gasps> oh, wow. Crazy. Um, and that's 10 minutes of standing there naked. 
you know, it was three. Remember, she said she can get through through it three to four minutes. Three to four okay, minutes. Three, three minutes. But for the slower person, someone not as experienced as you. Somebody who had could be many people living in their home. <gasps> the interview takes three or four minutes per, per person, person that you have to oh, count. Oh, jeez. Uh, until, wow. until you get um, enough weeks under your belt to be able to just get through it quickly or... Did you count Pastor Joe that was in the bed next to that naked person? <laughs> Why is he got to be Pastor Joe? <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Wow. Do you live here at this yeah. address permanently or do you live at another address? <laughs> um, okay, so let's get into some of the meat of it. Because, because yeah. like, who got counted, who didn't get counted? There was a lot of scandal in the news around um, Trump wanting to end it even earlier than it did. Um, really, he wanted to interfere with how many people could be counted and what demographics could be counted. So um, let's talk a little bit about that around um, because you were working, and then at one point, I believe you thought like you would be done, and then it got extended again. Because it w it went to the Supreme Court, right? Several times, actually. Okay. All right. So let's we'll talk a bit about Several that. Several times. Yeah. So talk about talk yeah. a bit about that. Yeah. Uh, so originally, uh, this job would have been done in April, and um, I got called for training, and then my training got postponed to due to COVID. Um, so we didn't start training until either the very end of June or the very beginning of July. So we were m months behind. Mm -hmm just in, get, in getting out. Um, and the legal deadline to be done counting was September 30th in order to have the data analyzed and packaged to be presented to the president on December 31st. That's Ugh. the legal, legal timeline. Mm -hmm. um, so we all expected to be done by September 30th. Um, when we began so late and then um the i wrote down the national urban league in california um sued for an extension okay. uh, of that deadline um because of the pandemic right okay and uh judge lucy cone i think is her how you say her name, um, she granted the extension and stayed the deadline until October 31st and ordered the census to continue enumerating mm -hmm. through the 31st. Um, the problem, there was a breakdown in communication, mm. which was uh, pretty par for the course working for the census. And I think it's, uh, I think it's just, something that comes along with hiring such a gigantic temporary force mm -hmm. and doing um, online training. Everybody had to be trained online because we couldn't meet in right. person. And so 10 years ago, we did three weeks of in-person training and every person who had a, a yeah, but, or a what if, or a anything, there was time for that. Right. And there just wasn't that connection this time. So you had to, uh, be able to kind of think for yourself and apply to your training independently. Um, 
also when communication wasn't uh, linear or the same between multiple channels, it was really hard to know who whose direction to follow. Um, so on the ground, we were told, be prepared to be done by the 30th, no later than the 30th. Um, so you make those arrangements. And then I think September 28th, they said, actually, um, we're going to go till the 5th. And then there was a text sent out on the 5th that said, uh, we will, it said that um, the Secretary of Commerce, he's the ultimate boss of the census, um, said that we would be done counting by 10-5. And then Judge Cohn said that that was an egregious violation of her order to continue the census until 10-31. Mm. So two days later, another text went out that said, the 10-5 deadline is no longer operable, and we will continue to do our best to count accurately until 10-31. Okay, okay. Um, so we were done the 30th, then we were going to be done the 5th. Then we were probably not going to be done until the 31st. And then about the 12th, the story started to change again. Um, and that's when the president started ordering the census to stop so he basically done one of his fucking executive orders and said okay we're done shut it down yeah plenty of people have been counted he said plenty of people oh my god <laughs> so that's the thing that i want to talk about too is so, that that the number of people that were pro possibly left out who who do we think those where what demographics so, do we think they fall into well, they're definitely disenfranchised people. Um, they're definitely people living on a reservation in Arizona. Hmm, that was one of the last places to hmm. be counted that didn't get to finish. Um, they're, um, I think it's their mayor. Oh, so, sorry, their governor was pretty vocal about his disappointment. At yeah, because basically, get... once again indigenous people in our country are being considered as non-people and not right, counted. Exactly. And right. then we can say, oh, they don't need any help over there. They're fine because there's not that many of them. So we can just give the exactly. same funding that is inadequate that we've been giving for centuries now and and we're fine because there's not that many of them. So that to mm. me, that's the point of you have disenfranchised populations such as our indigenous population that will not re receive the funding, will not receive the representation, right? Like if we're trying, mm -hmm. I mean, we all know we're not, there's not good representation anyway, but then even mm -hmm. more when you're not counting. But this the is how in the system within this broken system, mm -hmm. this is how we get representation. Right. And so for it to be disregarded or left undone. Yeah. is damaging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in the end, we stopped counting on the 15th or 16th. I don't, I stopped on the 15th. Some people might've counted until the 16th. I think we stopped on the 15th. Um, those numbers suggest that 99.9% .9 of Americans in all but one state were counted. Ooh, what's that hmm. one state? Let me guess. Is it a Republican state? 
I believe it is. Is I'm it? Fairly certain. Let's see. Ooh. Let's see. And is they it... were. I should tell you also. They're at ninety nine point zero. They're. So they one percent less. They're not far behind, but. Uh, was it Texas? Mm -hmm. Was it, it was Texas? Texas? It was not Texas. Oh, what's your guess? Was it a big state like that? Maine. Nope. It's a nope. Oh. Uh, Maine. Interestingly enough, um, after this, I'll tell you. Um, it was Louisiana. Louisiana, Louisiana did ninety nine point zero percent, and um, and all other states and the Republic of Puerto Rico and D.C. All report finishing at ninety nine point nine percent complete. Do you think that's true? Um, so, so here's what here's what I think it may be. Okay, but I think that the way we collect data changes towards the end. Okay, so so give us that. Yeah, at the beginning the census starts and we have what we believe is plenty of time. Um, because at the enumerator level we don't really know how much work is left to be done or how much work we can do in a day. You're just hopeful. Yeah. And um, you go out and you collect and you get, you work for good interviews. You work for good information. You wait um, to talk to somebody who can not just tell you how many people live in the house, but who can tell you the demographic mm -hmm. information so that you get a quality interview. Yeah. And um, towards the end, it started to be about just getting done because okay. we never knew when it was going to be the last day. Yeah. So we just wanted to get, as many people counted as possible mm -hmm. catch as, as many houses as possible um and so the quality not the accuracy but the quality of the data changed a lot from trying to get as much information as possible to accepting a population count okay. and moving on um and so I think that there's a lot lost in that. I don't, I don't think a lot of people know everything that the census, I certainly don't know everything that the census data gets used for. Um, but the things I do know are, are really important and exciting for somebody like me. But um, so, so pushing to not get that information really does damage to a lot of different areas. Yeah. Um, beyond just funding for, for starters, it's, huge to not get demographic information for funding because it, it doesn't show where it needs to be directed because we're talking uh, about like funding for schools funding for housing funding, funding like for transportation and roads right so for, like that's i mean that's that's huge when you're thinking about certain areas and certain populations being left out of that data like seniors and disability services uh, senior services would receive their funding based on age mm -hmm. and um, lots of different programs justify their funding based on census information. And so right. rushing that and not getting the highest quality information possible uh, did a, a real disservice. So, so rushing in the end could have been like what we were talking about a housing uh, uh, apartment complex where you just got the number of occupants of the, the complex. You didn't even get Correct. age, gender, anything. You just got, there are 150 people that live in this complex according to our leases. It had to be by address. So it would have been like three people live in that apartment, two people live in that apartment, okay. one person lives there. But ultimately there was no individual. Right data collected on 
on those people. It was based on what was on the lease. And, at you know, as we know, sometimes people will have more people than on their lease because of, you know, financial issues <laughs> and yeah, um, houselessness. houselessness. Exactly. So yeah. um, so you wouldn't you wouldn't get the full numbers of people potentially that were living in each apartment if the lease was not up to date, say. Correct. Yeah. I did uh, want to mention, because I heard you mention uh, people experiencing houselessness, and those people are also counted in the census. Um, there is a, a couple different ways that they get counted, either at point of service or um, at a special operation that gets done um, to try and reach people where they are staying, wherever that may be, um, on its own night. So, Yeah, isn't that usually in January? I think it's in, in January. That. Yeah, the the national typically um, this year. Houseless. Well, yeah, probably not this year, but because um, I remember one year in um, and when I was in grad school, we we got asked to volunteer to um, or one of the classes. So the national pop uh, is it called pop count? Mm, I don't know. I think they just called it national houseless count. I mean, but that probably wasn't so the real name. <laughs> that is done separate from oh. the census. The sep- census does its own count for the decennial census okay right because it's every count those people okay yeah 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 they got those people um and basically though that's the same kind of thing it's a night where people will just go out into the streets find the places where people are and just count and do the same type of demographic count. ask names and all that kind of stuff we always ask and then we're happy with whatever's provided okay so if you so wanted to be counted but didn't want to share your name um we could often just write person one or adult female or some way to indicate that there was a person there without identifying you. I'm my little suspicious brain with giving government information, like the government information. I know they may have it or they're going to search for it, but my little spidey senses are always like, you know, with the history that this government has in collecting data then using it against you like i'm like so let's just say this fool here you know let's just say armageddon we're in civil war whatever whatever can he he can access that data even though you're sworn the oath can he Not access for 72 years census data doesn't become public information or available to any other agency outside of a statistic so the census reports statistics all but that's if we're holding to the law right but this fool could actually gather information if he wanted. Like if he overtook, he whatever. Would have to I, I'm hire, going into fantasy land. He would have <laughs> to hire a hacking team that okay. could outsmart the census hacking team that's job is to stop that from happening. Oh. So Russia. Not just, hey, give it to me. So Russia. He'd have to hire no. Russia again because, you know. Since well, they the census to... sells their statistics. So their interest in protecting it goes beyond just... Wait a minute. They sell it to uh, whom? Who? A lot of anybody who wants to buy statistics. Really? Interesting. That's the 130 other surveys. So they're making money off of our stuff. Well, but they're giving us money, right? It's possible. Where's that money going? Hmm. Now you got me asking more questions. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. So Interesting. Okay, let's they go back have a to the data. Interest in yeah keeping the data safe yeah because if other people had access to it, it 
they wouldn't be prestigious. But the census is under the Department of Commerce or Department of Labor. And the the uh, the commerce. That's not the same thing. I thought it was the same thing. See, Jesus, Maybe. I don't want to know. Um, so it's essentially it's officially under a government office, but the data in which it's is that it's collected is protected for. You said seventy five years. Seventy two. Yep. Seventy two years. Although that data is still owned by a department of our government which we know i mean i'm just going down the you know the yeah, rabbit the hole, rabbit of, hole yeah. is if this buffoon wanted to fuck with people right like i'm thinking uh undocumented folks right that were counted yeah. in the census um that you know if you wanted to find out where people were i mean not that they had to answer that question but you know surnames you know, I've, I've wondered as it because it has come up um whether or not People's citizen is collected by the census, and it's not. So I don't know how he could exclude them. I was thinking, like, well, if you could take everybody's driver's license information and then compare that to the number of people we reported right. and said, well, there's 200 million more people than right. yeah. have license. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. even that wouldn't be a very accurate. Right. I mean, I suppose accuracy is not your goal. But Right. If you just wanted to target specific populations, right? If you wanted to target, let's say, the Latino population and because you think they're rapists and drug dealers. Um, and, yeah. And, and murderers. You then compared it, you know, to the census data to find out where they live, you know, the areas in which they live. Although they know that information anyway. So, that I mean, it's just interesting that it's it's this very secretive thing run by a portion of our government and considering the way... Our, our current lack of checks and balances, I think, is is my concern. Right? You have a you have a, a president who you know is a is appointing a a Supreme Court justice that we know is you know amazingly unqualified, like not qualified for the uh, yeah. job. Right? We have fill RBG shoes. Yeah, yeah. You know, we have a he's appointed two hundred plus federal judges. You know, so I just think of like the challenging Again, and things of like how can we, how could they manipulate it to get the data to use how they want to? You know, that that's all I'm thinking. Here's how they tried. Oh, so in September when we were supposed to be done, um, no, I'm sorry, on the fifth, the first day uh, that they were going to stop us after we had the order to continue, there were. Twenty-seven states, not complete. And now they're net ninety-nine point nine percent. So they were anywhere. The lowest number at that point on the fifth was well, it had to have been Louisiana, right? Yeah, it would have been yeah, one ninety-seven point ninety-seven point three percent. Everybody else is like ninety-eight five, ninety-eight seven. Um, Louisiana was 97.3 on 10.5. By 10.10, there was only seven states that hadn't completed. So in five days, we got 20 states finished. Which, which from what you're saying, is not quality data. That's like literally like, well, I think there's 10 people over there. Yeah, there's... It's a count. It's not... 
Yeah. Quality interviews. Yeah. There may have been quality interviews. In fact, I completed several quality interviews up until the last day. But the overall pressure to be done by these ever-changing deadlines meant a lot of interviews that may have been we might have had an opportunity to get better info. We we didn't maybe take that opportunity right. because. Like you could have had people that literally were going and saying, how many people live in the house? That's all I need. And then walking away and not asking the rest of the questions. Not to say yeah, that a worker would do have. that. They, they shouldn't right. have done that, but it, there was potential for it. Because and of the pressure so of like, fresh. we got to get this done. We got to get this done. Human nature. Know. Today might be the last yeah. day. Yeah. If you don't get them. If you don't get them counted, they're not going to be counted. Right. So it's not necessarily mm. from the census. Right. That intentional pressure, but the human nature it, of the pressure is right. Okay, I gotta. Oh, I'll just. Uh, well, at least we'll get them counted. At least we'll have them counted. At least we'll have numbers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Better to have their number than nothing. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. So in five days, seven, seven states left. Um which would have left in South Dakota about 5,000 people uncounted. Mississippi would have had 25,000 people uncounted. Louisiana would have had 37,000 people uncounted. South Carolina, 20,000. North Carolina, 21,000. And New Mexico, 5,000. Which, and if you so, look at, like, South Dakota, 5,000 people is a lot of people in South Dakota. I mean, South Dakota as South a Dakota state itself is not. 850,000 people. See, total. there you go. Like, that's a, that's a pretty big portion of their their full population. And what's in South Dakota? Wow. Native American reservations are in oh. South Dakota. Reservations. Yeah. The Dakota Pipeline. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. There, are no, there, are no, there are no indigenous people there, so therefore we can build a pipeline. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm not it's, saying, yeah, but it's I'm limited, saying it's limited in population. Yeah. Well, they won't, they won't have the representation. Right. Nobody will be at the table complaining. Yeah. Because mm. they don't have anybody to represent. Mm -mm. So overall, so, what... so that was the 10th. So by the end, the count was completed for everyone, but Louisiana at 99.9, .9, which the current U.S. population is 330,472,101 people. The 0.01% one of people that didn't get counted are 3,304,721,000. Holy shit. That's at 99.9. .9. See, that's, that, that's the number that's important. Because I hear 99.9, I'm like, pfft. I got 99.9% yeah, .9 of a Plenty beer. Of people got counted. I'm good, yeah. you know. But you live, that's, that's millions. Plenty of people. That's, a mi that's millions of people. Millions of people. Millions. Who are, like you said earlier, disenfranchised, probably people of color, probably people with disabilities, probably people, the, the elderly. I language mean, barriers, la language barriers, so much, which those are the ones mm. that need funding and representation for infrastructure purposes, exactly. schooling, uh, social Advocating services. All other oh, happens. my. Wow. Atlanta. Wow. Wow. Three. Uh, holy shit. Holy shit. That's fucking That's bananas. 
that's fucking bananas. And that to me is like, that's, that's the thing that I think people don't understand and they don't get, cause I didn't, cause I heard 90, when you were saying, oh, well, 99, oh, they, they almost got it done. Literally until this Suppose. moment was like, eh, well, that's pretty good. Holy crap. Holy crap. The, the 1% of people that didn't get counted in Louisiana, mm-hmm. 46,000 people. <gasps> wow. Ugh. Wow. And it is a Democratic governor. Louisiana? Louisiana is. Oh. Yeah. Because yeah, it was Bobby Jindal who was that Republican guy. They may have, um, I don't know, this is purely speculation on my part, but one of the things that um, states that ended up being behind uh, reported was higher COVID rates. So there were lots of areas that they couldn't go into until mm-hmm. later because there were outbreaks that would prevent that wouldn't make sense to send enumerators to yeah and so as they as that continued to push back push back they were further and further behind right did they provide you guys with ppe equipment yes we were we got um masks and they were lined with copper and silver um to fancy masks to um help prevent the germ from staying on them um and we could request more of those those were we had free access to as many of those as we needed and we were asked to provide them to people that we interviewed um mm. in hopes that they would also wear a mask while you're we interviewing them how often did wow. people actually wear a mask though when you were interviewing them i'm Hard, not going to answer that hardly at all question. right hardly at all that's a hardly well, at all <laughs> i wouldn't have yeah yeah I wouldn't have gotten very much data if I right. had adhered to a mask string, strictly yeah. to that policy. Yeah. yeah. So basically, no. Uh, oh lots of people offered God. for me to take mine off. Lots oh my people... God! Let's exchange the virus together. Oh, like, oh, go yeah. ahead and take your mask there, off. There's... It's fine. Uh huh. Nobody can see you here. Oh wow! <laughs> you know they're not even watching you. Because <laughs> that's the only reason why you were wearing it. Because somebody's watching me. Oh, <laughs> I do. Well, and sneeze. the problem, yeah, the problem with that is, fool, you're gonna give it to me. I'm just wearing the mask so I don't give it to you. Exactly. So I mean, I'd take more nakedness so, over yeah. COVID. Uh, yeah, I think I, I, also... I think I would have to do that too. I, I'll see somebody's dingleberries <laughs> if if it means I don't have to get COVID. <laughs> oh, me three. I take that again. I'll do that again, too. I don't want to do COVID. I was super fortunate. I felt like I didn't uh, find myself feeling very threatened by coming into as much contact with the public as I did. Um, People were generally pretty respectful. They did offer for me to violate social distancing with them a lot, which was odd. But um, for for the most part, they were willing to participate safely with me and... um, so we got masks. We were also given um, free access to hand sanitizer. Did you it stock smelled, up? Side note, P.S. So bad. The mm. worst. It's mm. from a distillery and it smelled like it. Oh, I have some of that. Yeah, I got some distillery uh, hand sanitizer. It smells like cheap tequila. <laughs> so bad. It does. It smells terrible. I provided my own yeah. sanitizer. Yeah. Because 
I just wasn't motivated to use the other one. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Use it in a pinch, but if you had your own, much better. Um, mm. What do you think was the common misconception that people had of you when you were, were showing up to count them? Uh, I think a couple things. I think where I was counting made a difference okay. in how I was perceived. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was uh, counting in predominantly... When I was counting in areas local to me, uh, people uh, seemed to treat me more of a nuisance, Um, just something that they didn't need to do, um, didn't want to do, like a solicitor. That's what they acted Mm -hmm. as though I was a solicitor um, engaging by choice. Obviously, I was there by choice, but not because I didn't want to sell them something. And that's how they treated me as though I was right arriving that in that fashion. Mm-hmm. And um, I found uh, in a lot of other areas, the more urban, um, high populated areas uh, where people were in more multi-unit, lots more apartment complexes, mm-hmm. lots more multifamily homes. Um, those people treated me more like someone who might have suspicious intentions mm. Mm. like that'd be me like, why do you want to know that mm-hmm. i don't outrightly distrust you but you don't come with a, there was no agreed trust right you yeah. come with no gifts that's right bring me <laughs> a starbucks <laughs> coffee and we can talk one um, person did Flag me down in the street and say, oh, are you the census lady? And I was like, yeah, I absolutely am. Do you need counted? (laughs) It's like, no, but do you have any more of the cups? Because the lady at the store the other day had cups. What? (laughs) So there had been some sort of like community outreach at the grocery and they had provided swag. And... Then that little neighborhood was confused when I showed up without any. Like, what? Where's my swag? Where's my cup? Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> That's funny. Wow. Um, so, would you do this job again in 10 years? Yeah, I think I will. I will. Um, it'll be curious to see how I feel about going door to door then what changes in the next 10 years. I felt pretty safe, pretty safe going door to door in, in all of the areas that I went. My hometown was actually the least uncomfortable, the least comfortable place for me to enumerate. People just were not receptive here. So interesting. Wow. It was just very entitled response, a very entitled response to distrustful and not really willing. We're not really interested in, learning or hearing more beyond what they already believed. Oh, go ahead. I found a lot of people who uh, were distrusting or um, unsure who would stay with me and, and let me explain like, well, this is, this is what I'm here to do. This is what motivates me um, is to get this good information. So we get good community funding. And so we get adequate representation. Um, I want to make sure your schools are well-funded and I want to make sure your roads are well-paved. So I'm looking for quality data. And often um, 
people with privacy concerns would hear that and and be willing to provide what whatever their comfort level of information was. Um, but people with an entitlement concerns didn't have much room for for their opinion changing. They just mm. didn't feel like they needed to participate. Wow. They're like, well, I got mine. I don't need to worry about other people getting theirs. Yeah. Fuckers. Well, the 50 cent. Well, a lot um, of people also, I was surprised by how many people just say they don't believe in the government. Oh, like it's a, like it's Santa Claus? Oh, like it's a fairy tale? Like it's Santa Claus? <laughs> it was confusing because I didn't, it was a hard one for me. Like, okay, but well, they're paying me. So they exist that much. <laughs> And they want to know how many people live here. Ooh. <laughs> I don't believe in them. <laughs> um, wow. Again, once you have a few weeks under your belt, it's fine. But the first few times you're taken aback, like, whoa, hmm, okay. Where do we start then? Mm. <laughs> That's funny. So what's the, uh, give us a strange story or a scary story, something. What's the most scariest thing that happened mm. in the last, I mean, of, of your last one and this one? Oh, I don't think anything scary happened to me the first time because I was in that middle position and I just got to oh, go, okay. um, I hosted gatherings at the mall food court because I didn't have a big enough space in my home. And just every day, people would bring me their census work. You were hanging at the mall all day long. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for a few hours. And then I would go home, and I would copy edit it, like make sure they didn't leave anything blank or spell the street name wrong. Or So that was super cush. This year was very different. I spent many long days in many different climates, meeting many different kinds of people to varying degrees of wanting me there. <laughs> so what's, what was your, um, how much time were you spending away from home? Like, obviously, you, were you coming home at night when you were traveling in Oregon? Obviously not when you were traveling out of state, but so were you coming home at night? Originally, or? it was mostly eight-hour days. Um, and then I went on a few travel assignments within mm -hmm. Oregon, um, and I went... The first one was supposed to be five days, and then while we were there, they said it was supposed to be seven days. And then while we were there, again, they said, oops, it turns out it's Labor Day, and they won't give us the government rate on the hotels. So everybody goes home now. Mm. Um, so <laughs> that was one interesting trip. Um, I went to another location in Oregon that was supposed to be seven days and was seven days. Um, and... I went to another location in Oregon where I traveled every day to and from there. Okay. I went out of state believing I was leaving for seven days and it was extended to 14 days. And then on day 13, it was extended to 21 days. 21, 21 more days. No, I'm sorry. 21 total days. Oh, okay. So every week wow. they would extend it another week. So you would be and like ending up your addresses. You'd be finishing up your week and then they'd be like, actually, we're going to go another seven days. Actually, we're going to go another Here's seven days. Here's a couple days. more addresses. Yeah. Is that how it is? Here's more addresses or what are they? 
Well, every night your addresses get reloaded back into the system. And then every morning you get another list of addresses that the system reassigned. And sometimes they because would be the maybe same. they weren't there or something, right? right? Maybe somebody wasn't there. Right. And you guys are going at odd hours to try to catch somebody or... So they did encourage us to go when people might be home. So if we were in a, like a typical nine to five area, they would encourage us to go from five to eight. Um, towards the end, we would just try and go whenever we thought it would, our system would keep record of whoever. And you're talking about. weekends too, right? Uh-huh. Seven days. Wow. Um, we didn't was knock the cash before. Ola good? I mean, was the cash good then if you're working seven days a week? Flexible it hours? It was. Um, well, while I was traveling out of state, I didn't do much but work. Um, so that was nice. It was, so you got after after you reached your 40 hours, you started getting overtime or did they not pay overtime? Correct. There was overtime oh. and it was only approved sometimes. So there would be times when like no overtime was approved okay. and, and you, it was a big deal to Strictly pay hours. attention to your hours and to know so what funds did you, what fun stuff did you do in uh, Arizona then? Uh, on our last day, we went to the Grand Canyon. Oh, um, so I didn't take any days off. We were, Originally, we had to agree to do full the full seven without any days off, um, and then the full fourteen. And then when they asked us to stay the second time, they offered us a day off, um, but I didn't want to didn't want to take it. I just wanted to get as many hours in as I could. Um, and then on the last day, we were kind of running low on cases in our zone, so a lot there's a lot of logistics that go into where you work. It's an interesting side note. The state of Oregon has three area census offices, three zones. And then each of those is broken up into other little zones. Um, in Phoenix, where I went, there's five area census offices mm. for the city. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. That's that's a big difference. Big difference. <laughs> um, so, like, where you work was decided by algorithms that could maintain all of that information. Yeah. Uh, I lost the plot. I got distracted by my own side note. But. That's okay. <laughs> um, so any any last thoughts, any things that you think should, people should know? Um, I mean, we talked about the data. That was a big thing. We talked about who was counted, who wasn't. Um, you know, I just keep going back to actually the gender thing. I was thinking about that more. Like, if you're not keeping track of transgender uh, population within our country then then you would have the the theory would be then you don't have to create and make sure that they have certain rights and access to medical care and things like that and i i guess that's just sticking in my craw for some reason i don't know why that specifically but I, that that just bothers me it just bothers me well that, i think it's a really good point that when you don't know how many of something there are you don't have to represent them yeah you don't have when to provide the things that that would include them you know you don't have mm -hmm. to talk about workplace issues that might come out because you'll say you could say, well, the census said there's no we don't we don't uh, technically after the census. We, we have no have transgender them. like there is no transgender population in our country after the census. Yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> it's, 
Like that's yeah. fucked up. Who is keeping track? That's how, <laughs> who. That's putting a lot of responsibility back on the marginalized population right? to represent themselves. Yeah. Like you don't count. You count as a gender, but you just don't count as transgender. And I don't know. I, I that bothers me. I don't know. It just bothers me. Well, I think I think it's an important point. Um, I think also the native populations not being represented ac- accurately right. was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think counting anybody who hasn't been counted at the end is a big deal. Yeah, those are the people who needed somebody to show up at their door and explain why it, it wasn't a harm, why right. it was important, why right. how it could benefit them and their community. Right. And I and think so, about that, that I think about folks without documentation of being in fear of answering that mailer of being fear on going online, if they even had access to internet for that matter. Um, but that fear of, I'm not going to tell them anything about my, about me because I don't want to be deported. Right. So you have th- right. that, that 3 million people that were left uncounted probably includes a high number of folks without documentation. And that's likely scary theoretically likely right. i don't yeah i don't know we have no proof but my my gut says you if you're in fear of this buffoon who is you know tearing people apart at the border families apart at the border keeping people in cages still to this day you know you're probably not going to answer something that says here count me as as living in this country so exactly yeah yeah um. Well, so I think just talking about who and why and why also, that was the other thing is not just who they're leaving out, but why are they leaving them right. out? And, it, and I think has a lot to do with not wanting to have to be representative of the people who didn't get counted. So I'm grateful that we made it to the 15th. I think the data could have had a lot higher quality if we had not been constantly having our deadline changed and rearranged and if we had just known that we were going to have till the 31st we would have gotten better interviews yeah um so when does the- and i think also knowing that the supreme court put is the old was the ultimate stop so um the lower lower courts just judge cone um granted the extension um and then trump ordered the census to stop ordered the secretary of treasury to that's not how you say his title but commerce i think you said commerce commerce secretary of commerce um to stop um then the supreme court upheld that was the the big letdown for me Uh, Mm. wasn't wasn't just one one of the three pieces of our our system that right let, let us down this census um the president and the supreme court disregarded the quality of data by deciding that enough was enough Jesus, and that was too bad was plenty that was plenty we're good that's plenty that's plenty we don't need to count everybody count everybody they might need Mm -hmm. services well ash thank you for coming on and talking to us about the census um we're gonna take a break do you want to stay around for a story or two yeah let's do it okay let's take a little break and we'll be right back (laughs) welcome back what do you bring to the table? Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, took our little breaky break. And now we're going to go into some stories. And Ashley's going to stick around for the stories and give us 
her opinion on the stories. Take. It's always good yeah. to have a guest's perspective. Um, all right, Gomez, what you got? All right. This comes from the Daily Mail. This came out uh, October 14th. Uh, man, 30, is jailed for 30 months for repeatedly putting semen in his female co-worker's water bottle. Come on! on jar and keyboard after she accused him of sexual harassment. Come on! Yes! So here we go. Stevens Millen Castro, 30, of California, was sentenced on Tuesday to two and a half years for sexual assault and battery for sexual purposes. Prosecutors said he put semen in female co-workers' water bottle, a honey jar, and on her computer during incidences in January 2017 and November 2016. The victim said Millen Castro became obsessed with her and she reported him. When she told her boss, Millen Castro still didn't stop his unwanted behavior. Why wasn't he fired then? That's my side take. She then filed a sexual harassment complaint to human resources at their job. Following the complaint, he started putting semen in her water and the honey. That. Wait, what was the original offense before he started putting semen in her life? Um, that all she said was he was just obsessed with her, and then she reported it. And then once she shocking made, behavior. Yes, and once she made the final complaint to HR and said he continues to harass me, then that's when he continued harassing even more he escalated yeah. even more like so i'm trying to figure I'm out i'm surprised that didn't become assault of some sort because you can't uh, spit on someone well wasn't it right. called no, sexual it, he, it was assault and battery for sexual oh, purposes there we go yeah yeah so That's so so homeboy to prove that he wasn't sexually harassing sexually harassed like i don't know if he was proving not to i mean I like he he's so mad like that, that he reporting it Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, you God. want sexual harassment? I'll show you what sexual yeah, harassment only, looks like. He's only thirty, so this is like frat behavior. This uh, is like group home. Yeah. Uh, treatment services behavior. Party. Like, I'm yeah. gonna just there's more skeletons in that closet. Yeah. How many other there's women? More females out there. Yeah. Yeah. How many other women? Ugh. Can you imagine? Imagine that. Well, can you imagine the water bottle? Like, at what point? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, you you take a drink of your water. Because, I don't know, I mean, most water bottles, yeah. the Invogue water bottles are not clear. They're these, you know, hydro flasky <laughs> type would... things. Now, semen semen doesn't just dissipate in That's water, what I'm saying. Is so you take a drink. So does she like, take oh, a drink? Would you think it was a fly? Some kind of... Mold something? Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm just saying. Oh, I God. mean, and then in I'm your honey, remember in my brain, I'm gonna remember it that it was clearly a clear water bottle, and she saw it, and yes. she just was like, uh, again, <laughs> and oh, had to dump Steve, Stephen, yeah, God, uh, quit jacking off in my water bottle. Remember. 
It would be more than Steven for me. I'd break that water <laughs> bottle over his head. I'd be like, oh, hell no. You'd give him and a I'd be suing the employer because I'm like, I told you. I told you what he was doing. You did nothing. You didn't investigate. You didn't do. He's still you here. You continue to have this dude stay there. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I yeah. get that. Yeah. Why and when he was when the allegation of of harassment or whatever that was filed, why wasn't he put on some sort of admin leave or put into another division where they wouldn't have contact? Like, I mean, I don't know right. exactly like what the situation was, but see, that's that's that bullshit of like, you know. Well, I mean, I get people people should be afforded due process, and during that time, Protection. make sure that person is protected in some form or fashion. Because now, I mean. At some point, the company becomes liable, right? Right. right. So guess what? She says, the, she says, uh, the woman says she reported the issue to her boss, and the boss spoke to Mel Castro. <gasps> That's all the boss did was stop it. Mm, see? And he did not. Yeah. He escalated it. Exactly. Yeah. And then she files the formal complaint to HR, and then that led to him even escalating even more. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I, 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 can you imagine getting to your keyboard? I mean... Well, and so what? there were more... So there were multiple incidents, obviously, did that... I mean, were those incidents all on the same day? Like a keyboard, a water bottle, honey? No, they said different. So who knows? who knows how much of his jizz she was ingesting right yeah so, like because it says the wholesale business since set up surveillance cameras to face the victim's desk and after one of the incidences she and her boss looked over the footage in the video mil castro was seen smearing the semen on her keyboard and mouse investigators later confirmed that it was his semen in her water bottle and honey the victim consumed honey <laughs> For a period of time, not knowing it contained Milcastro's semen. No, 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 no. His attorney, Michael Morrison, agreed that his client engaged in highly inappropriate behavior. Inappropriate, deviant <laughs> sexual behavior. During the last, during his trial, he even took it to trial. <gasps> the nerve that he took it to trial. During his trial last month, the woman testified that Mel Castro had made her feel very, very uncomfortable and disgusted. Mel Castro was also ordered to register as a sex offender after Orange County Superior Court judge rejected Morrison's argument that his client committed the crimes as acts of revenge rather than sexual gratification. Mm, According interesting. to the attorney... I know. <laughs> According to the attorney, Mel Castro was afraid he might lose a promotion or his job. So you do that? That's your best thinking? So he was he was worried because of the allegation, the original allegations, he could potentially not get a promoted or lose, lose his job. Well, so now your ass is going to be a registered sex offender and you're probably going to have to do some time. And so, you won't and, get that promotion. And you lost your job. Or that apartment. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That is exactly well, I'm, I'm me with, too, baby. I'm with Ashley on this one too. That that age range of just like that, oh yeah, this would be funny. Yeah, I'll get that bitch back. You know, like or maybe he's maybe he literally is a sexual 
predator deviant who's there's other people out there they just didn't get you know he didn't get I, caught on film i think those two are rolled up in one yeah if you so are that be, angry that yeah. you would go to that level you are deviant period so maybe because you had to you either had to do your business at the keyboard and then smear it right right so you thinking about her you thinking about her if you had her desk <laughs> you know? oh. and then she, she squirts it everywhere right <laughs> smearing it whatever <laughs> or you have to catch it bring it in a little plastic baggie <laughs> just, you know, well i mean you just have to go into the bathroom with the a honey. cup uh, whatever it is you're collecting your your yeah whatever it is, you're messing around with it and Ugh. you saving it and bringing it come on yeah he's got to go he needs yeah. sex or offender treatment well um well, from at least free education, I mean something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, my think too, like, um, did we have do did we have a budding uh serial killer on our hands, and maybe this this might have interrupted. We do it. now. He needs DNA. You know, the I DNA mean, now he's now he's registered, collected. so he's in the system now. So, um, because I mean, if you look at like historically the way serial killers they do that kind they do similar type behavior you know and then it escalates and things like that so um i mean and not to say that he not to say he can't go out and rape someone and kill someone but we now we'll have a better chance at catching dna wise right because i'm saying system. he escalates yeah. at every point yeah he doesn't de-escalate right he escalates it yeah you went from probably being the creepy dude that is you know making her feel uncomfortable to that like what's the next yeah. step yeah yeah. Right. Well, I think the and, company or HR department, at least, is is fairly fortunate that this is the way he escalated. I mean, this is yeah, true fairly that. indirect, mm-hmm. albeit unwanted. And no thing like I'm, I would like yeah. to opt out of this experience. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> from an HR standpoint, at least he didn't get violent before we got here to that that's true yeah because they left so much room for opportunity Mm -hmm. but she did have to ingest which i mean you think (laughs) about like testing right like now she's gonna probably have to get hiv testing every like however many you know i don't know what every year or something like that because you know the time frame and every and when it can can show up so that's traumatic right Every time you got to yeah, go in for another test. About, that's what I'm saying. Well, the most traumatic is I ate it. <laughs> that's the most traumatic. The other stuff is more trauma on top of that trauma. You want like, to consensually eat it is what you're saying. And it, uh, yeah, it's non-consensual. Should, it's like, you know, yeah, like oysters. If I see it, I might want to try it. If I don't want to because of smell and everything else, I don't want to, right? This dude just threw the oyster down her throat without her even knowing it. He didn't gag or anything. He just, she just ate no it without even oysters. knowing it. No yeah. surprise oysters. I'm wondering, perhaps maybe that chick would have just been better if she would not have known. But the fact that she saw the video and yeah. realized, oh shit, I drank yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, how many fridge condiments did they have to test before they found out it was just the honey? Uh, oh, that's true. Like, do they also have to check, like, check Becky's ranch and <laughs> Linda's mayo? And, Ooh, or yeah. did she have special honey that they knew to only check? Right. Good point. Uh, Good point. 
And what stuff didn't they check? Right? That did get. I mean, that's you know, at some that point, thrown everything out. Yeah, that would have been like out. a company fridge clean day. Everything's going. I don't care about your and enchilada that you're saving for down, tomorrow. It's yeah, going. I wonder if the boss just sat down and talked to him again to say, hey, we caught you. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? they walk his rear end out of there? Right. And Security. Say, You're donezo. Yep. That's a good question. That's a real Ugh. good question. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, right? Say? Like, did, did the boss try to handle it again? And then maybe she escalated <laughs> to police, you know, status like, well, I'm filing a police report, you know? Right. Like, and seeing the boss should have done this whole HR thing. As soon as it was reported to him. Right. Yeah. Not waiting around to try to handle it yourself. Ugh. Jesus. Mary and Joseph. I'm telling you. Well, people. from jerking off in one way to jerking off in another way, uh, this is a story from Vice News. Um, New York, New Yorker suspended, suspends Jeffrey Tobin, 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 T-O-O-B-I-N, for masturbating on Zoom call. So I the, saw that. The call was in the... Ele- oh, this is in somebody's class, right? No, this is a, no, news, this is a news anchor guy. So he often uh, is on CNN as like a special correspondent, but he's employed by the New Yorker. And so the call was an election simulation featuring New Yorker um, All-Stars. Tubin apologized for the embarrassingly stupid mistake. The New Yorker has suspended reporter uh, Jeffrey Tubin for masturbating on a Zoom video chat between members of the New Yorker and WNYC radio last week. Tubin said he did not realize his video was on. I made an embarrassingly stupid mistake believing I was off camera. I apologized to my wife, family, friends, and coworkers. I believed I was not visible on Zoom. I thought no one on the Zoom call could see me. I thought I had muted the Zoom video, he added. Two people were on the call. Told Vice uh, the, the the two people that were on the call told Vice separately that the call was an election simulation featuring many of the New Yorker's biggest stars. Jane Mayer was playing establishment Republicans. Evan Osnos was Joe Biden. Jelaine, Jelani Cobb was the establishment Democrats. Ma- Masha Masha Gessen played Donald Trump. Andrew Martinez. Blah blah blah. So all these people. There were a handful of other producers on the call from the New Yorker and the WNYC, both people who spoke on the condition of anonymity in order to speak freely, noted that it was unclear how much each person saw, but both she both said that they saw Tubin jerking off. The two sources described a juncture in the election simulation when it was strategy when there was a strategy session and the Democrats and Republicans went into their respective breakout rooms for about 10 minutes. At this point they said it seemed like Tubin was on a second video call. The source said that when the group returned from their breakout rooms Tubin lowered the camera. The people on the call said that he could see Tubin touching his penis. Tubin then left the call Moments later, he called back, seemingly unaware that his colleagues had been unable to see the simulation, had been unable to see, and the simulation continued. Uh, New York spokesperson, New Yorker spokesperson Natalie Rabe said, Jeffrey Tubin has been suspended while we investigate the matter. Tubin's condonast email had been um, disabled and he was not and he has not tweeted since October 13th. He did however <laughs> appear on CNN where he is the network's chief legal analyst on Saturday. Jeff 
Tubin was asked for some time off while he deals with personal issues, which we have granted, CNN said. Um, okay, first off, <laughs> you're in you're in a Zoom call that because uh, you know I've been on many a Zoom calls now and that you know training sessions and we do some breakout rooms. So if you're the trainer and everybody goes to breakout rooms. You are just kind of sitting there waiting, you know, maybe a chit chat. Maybe you go take a break, you know, waiting. But this dude clearly was on some sort of video uh, sex call with someone else. And because they, like they said, he lowered the camera, probably thinking it was to the other person. Instead, it's like, I... <laughs> I don't know. I've never My found myself having a thought that, oh, wow, you know what I'd like to do while these people are in breakout room? I'd like to masturbate for a little bit. I, and you're at work. <laughs> I mean, give me a break. You're at work. It's not like you're you on a work call. Work right. Yeah. You're not even like on right. a break you're in, in between. Of a, you're, you're in, in the a middle of it. Moonlighting. <laughs> We're gonna second job. Ooh, maybe he's doing a, a little video, what? video uh, camming, a little live cam action. Well, only me, only fans. <laughs> it's imagine? only fan okay. page. <laughs> so let's let's do this. Say he's your spouse, and this just happened to your spouse. He's coming home to tell you. Mm, I I've I'm on admin oh. leave. Ugh. And you're like, why? Oh. What the hell? What the hell's going on? Well, I got Gina caught jerking off. <laughs> Gina saw my dong in a conference. Well, I mean, he would just have to come down the hall because he is working from home now. That's probably why he's on Zoom. This that's what I yeah, about. that's what I'm thinking is that's the reason why like that he felt he so, so comfortable. comfortable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And my thing office. is you all wouldn't need a microphone to pick up to hear what I'm gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm saying there ain't no uh, it'll be all surround sound when i go off <laughs> you'll be like oh oh kenny must got it been in trouble <laughs> that no i'm like there's no there's no excuse for it you look i'm like here like if i walk off i'm just gonna push this button right here right and boom, yeah done yeah, exactly. It's not. I think that's what he thought he had done. Hell no. Uh, do you think I maybe? Think he, oh, here's a theory. Is part of his wanted. side. Okay, let's just say like maybe he's a, got a four four fans only page, right? What if yeah. part of it is like, oh, watch me masturbate on my work Zoom call? Aren't there challenges? Like you know, I'll, there's challenges. I'll in pay for you to. I'll pay for you to masturbate while you're on that Zoom call, Jeffrey. What are those people, Absolutely. Those, those ones that play those games, you know, that they go out into the wilderness looking for those camo boxes? Oh, geocaching, like geocaching. Your, your challenge is <laughs> masturbating <laughs> in a conference call. <laughs> yeah. Get detected. I just find it really hard to believe, especially given, like, if this was the first month of, of the pandemic and people were getting used to doing sure. Zoom, working from home on Zoom and, you know, because in the, I remember in the beginning, do you remember the video that went viral about the lady taking her computer to the bathroom and forgetting to turn her video off and she's going to the bathroom during the, yeah. the staff meeting? So, I, yeah, in the beginning, 
in March, April even, I could see people doing stupid shit. But we're eight months into the fucking pandemic, and you are a fucking reporter that has a little bit more literacy when it comes to this kind of stuff. And it's an event. You're not just in, like, a meeting. You're in, like, a a hosting event. Yeah. Yeah. So you're doing that. There's a, there's a, you're, you're doing that on purpose. That's part of your, that's part of your kink, Jeffrey. That's what I say. (laughs) Jeffrey. My house is, if you can think of it, there's porn for that already. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Exactly. My thing would be, you couldn't wait. Like That's what I'm saying is I don't think it was, I think it was about wanting to do that. Getting away with something. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Risked his job. Yeah. Risked his job and embarrassment. Jeff, not a he, good choice. Be known. That's all. He, oh, did you ever, what was that one little, it was kind of like a little, not a kid show, but like those coming of age shows with boys. And it was, I can't remember what the show was, but there was this one kid who played, um, he's kind of nerdy kid and they call him jizz because they caught him <laughs> masturbating. Right. What? Yeah, it was a show. It was like a kid, like a kid movie. I can't remember what the kid movie was. Well, probably not a kid um, movie, but well, a movie about kids. Ages, oh, like, okay. like you know, Sandlot Lean on or... Me. Yeah, like Sandlot, oh, okay. Lean on Me, oh, like okay. one of those yeah, yeah. type. Okay. And, but the actor, the actor of that, every time I see him, you think I'm like, jizz? hey, there's Jizz. <laughs> like, that's what he is known <laughs> for. Now, <laughs> right. Now with this Tobin dude, he's going to be the Jizz. There's to- Tobin, Tobin, Tobin on it. Yeah. I'm going to pull a Tobin. I mean, forever. That's all you're going to see is his face yeah. and what he did. Yeah. Oh, man, the memes oh. right now. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. The gifs or gifs, whatever <laughs> you choose. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Not right? a good move. Not a good look, the Jeffrey. Next thing, well, well, the next thing might be uh, divorcee papers coming his way. Yeah. Well, what right. I find now, interesting. known as Miss Jizz. What I also find interesting was because um, the CNN article just said that, you know, he was had exposed himself, right? Because he is a legal analyst for, uh, analyst for CNN. I had to click to the Vice News article to tell us what it really had happened. So CNN was trying to keep it at like, well, you know, like ma- like making like it sound like your dick, his dick just fell out because he'd gone to the right. bathroom with his computer or something like that. Right. Not the fact that he was. Yeah. Right. Or he had boxers on in the box. Right. Front exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Had to then go to I the. This, I, yeah. And then I read the another article that was like he was masturbating. Yeah. Well, and then I just saw another one that from Jezebel saying that this isn't the first uh inappropriate oh. thing he's had against him so okay um, you so know we're looking at yeah, a me too and me too there's probably a me too yeah. situation happening yeah Re- yeah repeat offender yeah mm-hmm. all right you got another one of course okay this dude um well what i was gonna do i don't want all men i'm not into doing this whole thing all <laughs> men day did we do about the new england journal of medicine uh nope oh we didn't all right well here we go i'm bringing it up because i think it's pertinent now that we're coming up to november 3rd okay the prestigious medical journal calls for u.s leadership to be voted out over covid19 failure oh shit in an unprecedented move 
the New England Journal of Medicine, on Wednesday published an editorial written by its editors condemning the Trump administration's for its response to COVID-19 pandemic and calling for the current leadership in the United States to be voted out of office. Oh, shit. We rarely publish editorials signed by all the editors, said Dr. Eric Rubin, editor-in-chief of the Medical Journal and author of the new editorial. The editorial, which Rubin said was drafted in August, details how the United States leads the world in COVID-19 cases and deaths. So far, more than 7.5 million people in the United States have been diagnosed with COVID-19, and more than 200,000 people have died of the disease. The crisis has produced a test of leadership with no good options to combat a novel pathogen. Countries were forced to make hard choices about how to respond. Here in the United States, our leadership has failed that test. They have taken a crisis and turned it into a tragedy, the editorial says. It does not endorse a candidate, but it offers a scathing critique of the Trump administration's leadership during the pandemic. Quote, anyone else who recklessly squanders lives and money in this way would be suffering legal consequences. Our leaders have largely claimed immunity for their actions, but this election gives us the power to render judgment, the auditorial says. When it comes to the response of the largest public health crisis of our time, our current political leaders have demonstrated that they are dangerously incompetent. We should not abet them and enable the deaths of thousands more Americans by allowing them to keep their jobs. The New England Journal of Medicine began publishing in 1812. They have There have been only four previous editorials collectively signed by its editors in recent posts, one in 2014 about contraception, hmm. an obituary that same year for a former editor-in-chief, an editorial that year about the standard of care research, and an editorial in 2019 about abortion. Wow. The reasons we've never published an editorial about elections is we're not a political journal, and I don't think that we want to be a political, and I don't think we want to be a political journal. But the issue here is, a, is around fact, not around opinion. There have not been, mis there have been many mistakes made that were not only foolish, but reckless. And I think we want people to realize that there are truths here, not just opinions, Ruben says. Mm. For example, masks work, social distancing works, quarantine and isolation work. They're not opinions. Deciding not to use them is maybe a political decision, but trying to suggest that they're not that they're not real is imaginary and dangerous. We don't have the right we don't have the right leaders for this epidemic. I think we need better leadership. Wow. And then it goes into what the New England Journal of Medicine is. They're they're like the the echelon. Yeah, they're of like that's yeah. Me research, medical research. Yeah, yeah. That's who you the, listen the to. The journal of record for medical things is that. I mean, if you only have a handful of editorials, one of which included an obituary, so you can't even really count that one, you know, um, that's like a big deal. And and I will say this. Unanimous. Yeah. I mean, I will say also the his base don't give a shit. 
His base no. don't give a shit what the medical journal of such and such and such and says. They don't care what Dr. Fauci says. He, you know, now he's 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 lambasting Dr. Fauci. Um, and you do you know. see Dr. Fauci has security? <laughs> yeah, of course he does. Because that does, that's the next fucking probably target by these fucking nutbag militia people. Um, I'm like, I don't. Although, did this... you see, did you see how Dr. Fauci handled it? Like, yeah, it ain't it ain't personal. It's business. I don't. Yeah, you don't need to. You don't need to come. Like, I don't need to come back at him for being. You know, like to me, that's like an that's idiot. class. That's class. I, I think you, know? you see him as an idiot. Like, well, why yeah, would I... of course. Well, I mean, go back to, to one of the first uh, press conferences they did, and um, Fauci got caught laughing at what he was saying. Like, right back then, we knew Fauci knew this guy was an idiot and didn't know what the hell he was talking about. But you know, to me, it just goes back to his base doesn't care. His base doesn't care what the New England Journal of Medicine, let alone the fucking medical clinic down their street, says. You know. Like they're showing up in droves at his fucking rallies right now. Um, this came up the other day. We were um, it was on the it was on the CNN, and so the rally was showing, and you know everybody behind him had a mask on. So then Jim Acosta, I think that's the anchor's name on CNN. He got a you know he was reporting from the from the rally, and he said you know that that what they're showing you is is all fake. He's like, yeah, they're wearing masks. He's like, but everybody in this crowd, n- no masks, no social distancing. So the, it was all for show because then he can show, you know, his, him standing there on the stage. And, you know, the same time he puts people, you know, blacks for Trump, women for Trump, LGBTQ for Trump in that Latinos. background. Right. In that little background scene. Um, but which yeah. only holds about 20 people. Right. Yeah. You know. And did you see the one person, I think one of them uh, was raising a sign, Latinos for Trump, and they were clearly Anglo. Oh, I didn't see that one. Clearly Anglo. Well, they mm-hmm. were white presenting. Clearly. Two people. White two presenting. Pe- yeah. Two, yeah. Two two people. Yeah. And well, one I mean, behind each other. We already Male know what shades of Latinos and immigrants Trump likes. So, you know, there you go. If you're a certain shade, then you're okay. But if you're right. going closer to that paper bag. And did you hear 50 Cent came out with his, uh, I don't care if you don't like black people, I'm voting for him. 50 Cent? Cause he, yes, because he saw Biden's tax plan. Oh, God. I'm like, here. I, this is where I'm like, hear this asshole uses his culture, makes money off of his mm-hmm. culture, and then he comes out to say, I don't care if he likes black people. I don't care. I'm still voting for him. It's all you about the money. Dollars money. From that, yeah, mm-hmm. you made your dollars from these communities. Right? You were, you know, talking about the man and the police mm-hmm. and all these other things, talking about women, degrading women. And you just, I don't care. It's all about the money. He's no canceled. accountability. Canceled. Canceled. And Ice Cube. Ice Cube. He don't know what to do now. Have you been hearing about the backlash? From oh his, no! Uh, from his uh, you contract. You haven't. Well, because remember he came out with the contract, right? Right. Right. And then Trump's campaign came out with a, "Hey, thanks to uh, Ice Cube for helping 
this with the platinum plan. Yeah. What? Yes. yes. Uh... Brought him out. And then that's when all the backlash started coming out because then people were like, what do you mean Ice Cube was helping? What are you, what, what are you talking about? And then Ice Cube trying to be like, oh, well, no, I, um, the Trump campaign contacted me, the Biden campaign uh, contacted me, and they, the Biden campaign was basically saying, yeah, we'll get more into details once the election is over. But the Trump campaign was like, hey, we want to talk to you about it. Let's see. Took some of what he said and tweaked it in their little campaign and then threw him out there to make oh, it sound like he was, shit. you know, working, oh, working with it. Then obviously then people start digging into Ice Cube, finding out that he got some of that COVID loan money. Oh. So now he got some of that COVID loan money. Now he working with Trump and he's like, I'm not working with Trump. I'm, you know, they just came to me. So now he's trying to. Now he's backpedaling. And yes, and the, I mean, everybody is like, when I say everybody, I'm like Trump, everybody, everybody. Well, I'm just saying <laughs> on, on TikTok, these folks are hotter than fish grease saying, who is he? He's, you know, who is he? he DL Hughley, Hughley, well, Hughley, Hughley, yeah. burned him, burned Ice Cube too, saying he's just a rapper. That's it. He is not a leader. Why are they going to rappers uh, like they did Cardi B? Remember that Candace yeah, Owen? Yeah. Was like, how come, how come Biden's going to Cardi B? Same thing here. How come they're going to Ice Cube? What, where are, we have leaders. We have, you know, prominent people who represent. Well, they're not influencers. There exactly. you go. There you go. Exactly. There you Why go. Why are they touting? And then I, I said, um, the professor, I sent him a, a little snippet of Malcolm X saying the same thing. Yeah. Like Malcolm X way back when was yeah. talking about they bringing out entertainers and mm -hmm. saying these are our leaders. And he said, where do you ever see them bringing out a white baseball player to That's say true. this is our leader? Well, I mean, or, to, to Trump's benefit, he did bring out Scott Bale. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, so it, it's it's um, it's nutty right now. Wow. Like no, I hadn't heard the of Trump, that. Trump and I think is desperate. Oh, yeah. When yeah, everything that's happening right now is like uh -huh. throwing everything. But again, there again, there again, I'm just going to say if you haven't done it already, still vote, 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 vote. Don't believe the polls. Don't believe all this, you know, voter turnout stuff. Statistically, if there's a high voter turnout and a high male voter turnout, it usually, go, usually goes to Democrat. Don't believe it. Don't believe the hype. Turn in your ballot. Make sure it gets to where it needs to be. I got mine in the mail today. I'm going to fill that bitch out. That thing's going in by the, by the end of the week. Um, because they are already planning the challenges to the voting they're 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 talking about challenging signatures they're talking about well and this this actually came up in a uh, npr story over the weekend i was listening to talking about how in the 2016 election the challenges that were happening at the counting um uh locations right and a lot of it was around uh, the signature and what happens is um they they may send you a thing saying you know you're your, your ballot doesn't seem valid 
But again, how many people will respond to it? How many people actually get it? Um, how many people just like, ah, fuck it, I don't, you know, why, why does it matter, right? So it's anything like the mm-hmm. census, about 67% of people will respond on their own. They, about 33% of people are going to need somebody to show up and help see? them through that process. Exactly. So, and now, yeah. and, and we learned what, what point, whatever percent was three, how many million people? 0.01%. So a 10th of a percent is 3,300,000 people. Right. So wow. Think about 30% of people who don't respond, you know, theoretically wouldn't respond to something about their ballot. And and if there was that much happening in 2016, how much more of the challenge is going to happen this year? Right? Cuz they're already exactly. talking about they're mm-hmm. talking about Oh yeah. All they're of taking all boxes of boxes out. Yeah. 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 All the yeah. Yeah, the huge disparity in the number of polls available you, you even have, between sixteen and now. Yeah, you in Washington, you you have more, um, you know, risk of your ballot not being counted. Your governor is a Republican, isn't he? No, Jay Inslee's a Democrat. Democrat? Yeah, we're Democrat coast, oh. left coast, left coast. That's why they call it the left coast. Well, how come I I go over to Vancouver and all I'm seeing is well Black because you're and, talking about you know, Clark County. And that is a problem. Clark County. going all the way and up to Seattle. And then you see that one sign. There you go. Exactly. Dudes always got yeah. some kind of yeah. foolishness. It's, I mean, know, it's like Oregon. It's, like... it's very similar to Oregon. Portland metro area is the, you know, predominantly Democratic left-leaning area. And, you know, mm-hmm. sa- same with Washington, Seattle area. That's where the, the, the you know, majority of the left-leaning folks are. Um but like you know, you get out into eastern Washington, yeah. and it's obviously southwestern Washington. So similar to Oregon, you get into eastern Oregon, southern Oregon, anything south of Portland Salem area, like you know, more more yeah. conservative, more red leaning. Um, you know, even though Oregon, uh, you know, our representatives are are Democrat, but um, still, that's that's in due mm. in part of look, you know, that they were they were they were voted in by the state, right? So. Um, if you have the majority of mm. folks voting them in that are from, you know, Portland metro area, that kind of thing. So vote, vote, mm, vote, mm, mm. vote. Which is why vote. you should fill out your census accurate. Why? Mm-hmm. Tell us why. Because if you want to be counted and you want adequate representation, you're going to need to get yourself counted in the area where you live. If oh. you think that Portland that controls everything because of their numbers the best way to counteract that would be to get yourself counted in your rural area where you live because if you have more people then you have more um appointed representation either at the state level or the national level so that's correct you get more representatives uh, state representatives electoral votes yeah and uh members of congress so no members of congress is equal equal across the board but. well then maybe we should somehow tell people stop moving to florida then because they seem to have a lot of electoral <laughs> votes down there they do i mean do. holy smokes maybe that's what's happening god is like slowly sinking the panhandle there because it's like you fools over here it's being sucked into the underground you got too much time in the sun you don't know what you're thinking <laughs> Well, um, let's see. Do I do I got time for one more story here? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's do one. Oh, we did, I did. I forgot. We had a little what's update. Um, I don't know if you saw, but the jury. Um, uh, let's see. The not the jury. Uh, the Kentucky judge. Um, 
orders that the grand jury proceedings um, be released or the um, evidence, you know, the, yeah. Yeah. You know, cause he, how uh, old Kendall or Kenny or whatever the heck's his name, Cameron. Yeah. Cameron. Yeah. Was, uh, you know, trying to say, well, okay, we'll release it. But then once he realized everything that was coming out, um, no, no, we got to redact. And so the judge, um, let's see, I'll just read the headline. Kentucky judge orders grand jury records unsealed in Brianna case. Um, so, and I know that there was like a subtitle to it about, oh yeah, the statement came after a judge ordered records in the proceedings released to show if, show if publicly elected officials are not, are being honest. So yeah, Cameron, if you're telling the truth, there was an update. Oh shit. Really? Yeah, an update. ABC, uh, five hours ago, they said Breonna Taylor grand jury members say they were not presented with homicide charges. So it came out in the in the record. Yep, that they were not they were not presented with homicide um, uh, charges. Um, she says that uh, the any okay um. Da, 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 that they were only presented with what's the one that the guy? Um, it um, was like something equivalent to like discharging, negligently discharging a firearm. Wanton endangerment. Yeah, like not even like like yeah. you were trying to shoot someone. You're just like shooting a gun in the air kind of thing. Yes, and then they said that the um, the jurors had asked, well, what about you know murder, and that the. Uh, A G, what's his name? Idiot. Cameron. Uh was like, oh, we ain't got we ain't got enough uh evidence to pursue that. We would be able to make it stick. So that so that's, see that that's what he told that that's what he told the grand jury. And I'm like, then what's the point of the grand jury? That's their decision to say you you got enough. We believe that you got enough. Right. I mean you're, you're supposed to present the evidence what you, you have. have. Exactly. Yeah. And then they're the ones that say Right. Hey, you got you, it. Or, and that's ooh, the thing. You, find him you, guilty. you roll the dice, you know, and that's right. And then you can then you can honestly come out and say, well, we gave out all to the grand jury and they didn't in a day. That's right. You and know? that's what he tried to portray. Right. When he did come exactly. out and say, well, this is all the grand jury came right. out with. Right. Yeah. Which I mean, and we talked about this last week. Like, I, I mean, it would have it would have been better for him to come out and say I didn't present them with that option because I didn't think that they could charge with it even though that I think is a lapse like I think right. you you still give them what you know um but we know in prosecution that's how things work is they'd kind of decide well am I going to win this case or not well I probably don't think I will so I'm not going to go that go that route in charging and see I'm like this is a political issue on top of justice present everything and anything throw the freaking right you know and they do it all the time right to, to people exactly. of color they yeah. throw everything the kitchen sink every little thing to yeah see what sticks mm -hmm. but this dude chose not to he chose mm. and i'm like if we want justice it has to be fair cameron if you go mm, on these charges over here and then when it comes to white officers and you're like, well, maybe one, I'm just going to present one. Right. No, you go full board with everything for every single case right. that you think that you could get stuck. Just roll the dice and let it, let it fall where it may. Right. Yeah.
Exactly. Because at the end of the day, even if they would have indicted those officers, they still have to go through trial. And we know that the the conviction rate of officer involved shootings is like one percent. So, like, if you're well, so worried, it could be because they're not presenting enough cases. Well, I mean, it's because, because qualified the immunity. justice system is racist. And um, right. So that's what I'm saying, though, is that, like, why not go ahead and roll the dice with it? And, and you know, to me, there's just it just it just feels it feels mm, because we know camp- professional courtesy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because we know Oak Cameron is 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 friends with McConnell, so he runs in those same circles, right? And just because he's black doesn't mean he gives a shit about racial justice, injustices. Um, so I, I just feel like I, yeah, Ashley said, I think there was a lot of professional courtesy that happened with this situation of like, well, don't worry, boys, we have to present something, but we don't have to present it all. So yeah. That's my thing. It's a yeah. real interesting systematic issue yeah. of letting uh, the attorneys be the one to present the charges rather than the jury be the one to decide what is appropriate. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Being given a limited list of charges to either say yay or nay to. Yeah. Rather than an understanding of the law to apply. Yes, exactly. Right. Like had he presented like kept all the evidence the same right don't enter enter in this or whatever but even to put the option of this is what the charge of murder would would constitute a a charge of murder and based on this evidence you can do that one as well or even negligent homicide you know that i don't know what it is in that state but you know negligence of some sort you throw the book yeah, like you, you just you give them all the options and then say yeah that one doesn't fit in that but that one fits in that but you left out the prime the prime one right mm-hmm. you left it out on purpose i right. think on purpose right. i think and then now i'm hearing i'm just hearing because i don't know if it's true i haven't done my research that they're saying one of the officers so, so they're saying that the officer that was shot potentially wasn't shot by uh, Walker, by the boyfriend. Oh, now they're saying it wasn't him? Now they're saying that potentially the gunshot that um, hit that officer potentially did not come from Walker. The boyfriend. Because they claim that. a friendly fire, right? uh, Yeah. Yeah. Because they're claiming that he was the only one that had a 9 millimeter at the scene. But then they, in doing their research, they discovered that one of the officers had also been issued a nine millimeter. Oh, isn't that interesting? Yes, because they were trying to say, "Hey, these these bullets are from this gun, this gun, this gun." Yeah, Everybody's guns are, right. are counted. Right. But then one officer did didn't say, "Hey, I was also issued a nine millimeter as well." Was he issued, or was he using his own weapon? Uh, he, and it, he was issued one. Oh, so he was issued. Okay. Well, yeah. that's he that. Was issued, yeah. 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 Um, but he didn't tell them. Oh, oh, yeah. I also have this this one. Right. Yeah. Well, and isn't that convenient? I was saying, isn't that convenient? We, that um, can you hear me now? Yeah. I said, isn't isn't that convenient? Yes that he didn't that gun didn't get tracked right away right 
Like it's so it's just convenient. Yeah. So yeah. convenient that exactly. oh wait oh yeah wait I did forget I did have this nine millimeter yeah I forgot about that one yeah oh yeah, this I did one that matches that bullet what's in that other yeah. person oh yeah exactly I have that oh exactly now when you had brought that brought up that no necker no neck Mitch McConnell because <laughs> I've been hearing uh, uh about Mitch and I didn't put these two together but somebody did a great brilliant job they were like Mitch didn't have money when he went to Washington 35 years ago. Today, he's one of the richest guys up there. After 35 years, Kentuckians are still waiting for the kinds of opportunities Mitch worked so hard to give himself with another six years of Mitch McConnell from the hollow to the horse farm will still be waiting. And Mitch, he'll just be getting richer. Yeah. Because Kentucky, where, where do they lead? As they're like poverty? one of the poorest states in the country. Oh, they're top. Yeah. yeah. So one of the poorest with, states, with yeah, you one of the, the highest senator, right? With one of the highest rates of opioid epidemics, so you have people and unemployment. Um, so which unemployment, people dying of opioid uh, overdose, um, extreme poverty, and you got and that 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 represents you, like what? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Well, I don't think people even understand that they're supposed to be represented anymore. Right? Yeah. I think it's just all a commercial culture. Yeah. And and not only that, but I'm looking at overall ranking in education. They're at 45. Yeah. They're one of the lowest educated folks. Across the board on stuff. You can educate people and keep them voting for you in that Mm. situation. Mm. Right. There you go. If you educated them, they would stop voting for you. Fools thinking we, you know, those Kentuckians out there thinking we still living in the 1920s mm. while Rich Mitch is out there getting, you know, wealthier and wealthier and his constituents are poorer and poorer and more taxed. Well, I don't need no education to know that Mitch, Mitch will do right by me. He told me. He told yeah. me he would. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, but I think the challenge when education is has poor access is then instilling a value of education. If you haven't had right? general access, generational access to it, the value in it is lost. So even convincing people that education is a good idea yeah. is now a, a taller hill to climb. Yeah. Because they're getting by. Yeah, they're getting by without it. So why should they? Exactly. They are the fifth poorest state in the United States. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, and they're voting he is for that freaking fool. Yeah. Oh, well, they're not. They're not voting himself. for him. He just elevated himself like uh like uh fifty cent. Yeah. Yeah. I'm using you people to get my money, and guess what? I can't stand you all. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, care. I think that's part of the the GOP. I mean, that's the GOP strategy. You know, that's isn't that what Trump said? I love them when they're uneducated. Yeah, including his sons. <laughs> well, oh. y'all, that's an episode. Oh, we uh, yeah. um, we, we did it. We learned about the yeah. census. Uh, Which we... I think I might apply next year actually i might have you mean 10 years 10 years in the ring 10 years from now in 10, 10 years. years yeah that's what i meant yeah Next that could one. be your retirement job you'd be retired that by sound, then i mean that's yeah that sounds like a fun little opportunity to meet people it, it was it was fun. really nice you guys i learned bears? a lot and nope 
if oh. um, once an area becomes identified as being particularly dangerous, mm -hmm. um, some special approval for pairs was um, was granted. But mm -hmm. for the most part, you just went on me. your own. Um, but you did have to um, have daily contact with your supervisor so that they could um, have some accountability to know that we were actually we were well dead murdered and you're actually working or making i mean you're home. getting steps in too like you're walking right i'm it's assuming you're walking in and out of the car in. getting some steps in yeah acclimating to different climates getting to eat mm -hmm. at different yeah. restaurants you've never eaten at before checking all you... the all the foods and also uh apartment stairs like the first first oh, few weeks yeah. of my census i was like oh apartments but those last few weeks i was like Pfft. I'm going to the third floor 50 times today. What are you doing? Got it. Wow. So getting the cardio in too. Whoa. Which I was don't know. also funny when, because um, we have our masks on, you know, some huffing and puffing behind a mask. Like, how long can you stand on somebody's porch to catch your breath before you ring the doorbell? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. and when I ring, you know, it started recording you 10 steps oh, ago. So, God. They're oh. just watching me pant. <laughs> Well, and I'm, I'm saying uh, for me, like I would just be, I would be drenched in sweat. Like I would have to take changes of shirts because I sweat. I mean, we all know if y'all don't know, you know, Tori sweats, Tori sweats when I spell the word exercise. So I'd be out there just, I'd have to have changes of shirts because it would just be drenched with sweat. Like, well, especially in Arizona. Oh, right. Like, you know, forget, yeah. forget about it here in Oregon in the summertime. Psh. Please. Yeah. I was so oh, yeah. before That's I had true. any perspective, I thought 90 it's 95 degrees out here. It is 90 I need extra breaks. I'm going to need water <laughs> and extra breaks. And then I um had to agree to work in extreme temperatures. That's one of the things you have to agree to when you go on a travel assignment. And I was like I had just been to southern Oregon for a week and I was like it's been 102 here. I'm fine with temperatures and then it was 114 degrees <laughs> yeah that's like oh you meant extreme oh, 114 oh degrees that's like shoes melting to the black top hot yes. oh my gosh it only lasted a couple days before it cooled cooled back down to a nice cool 110 <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> Yeah, skip it then. I'm done, Zos. Well, you'd be like, uh, I yeah. can only stay in this area. <laughs> uh, exactly. I can only do Hawaii. <laughs> you know, only Hawaii and that's it. <laughs> Nowhere else. <laughs> Ay, Dios. Ay, well, y'all, thanks for, uh, Ashley, thanks for being here. Yes, yes thank, thank you, you for Ashley. Having me on. Um, thank you. As we say, rate, review, and subscribe. Tell a friend, tell a family member, tell an enemy. Um, and until next time, nos vemos. Adios. Adios. Daisy, Daisy, what's your safe word? What's your safe word, Daisy? <laughs>